we've been doing Clit Talk for a while now, over 200 episodes to date, and we have had an influx of new Clitorati, and we still have our consistent OG Clitorati tuning in every week. So we've created a free gift for you. It's called Clit Talk Cliff Notes, the no BS guide to self-pleasure and sexual intimacy. And we're really giving you our best highlight reel of sex tips. We have combined our top sex hacks to give you confidence, communication, orgasms, and the ability to take your pleasure game from zero to a hundred real quick and blow any partner's mind in bed. Included in this bang and free gift is two free audio trainings, self-pleasure is self-love, and our hottest sex tips. We also have unreleased episodes and a fan favorite from our sex and empowerment signature masterclass, an erotic visualization, and a video on orgasmic breathing. Oh, yeah. So to get a little taste of what we do here, you definitely want to sign up for Clit Talk Cliff Notes. Just go to clittalkshow.com backslash guide because clitorati it is possible to have quantum leaps in your sex and empowerment with simple and impactful shifts pussy pussy it's gonna be a good one today yes i'm talking about a clit talk clit talk clit talk talking about a clit talk clit talk clit talk come on girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow bring your pussies to the show All right, Clitorati, we've got the cocks back in the studio here to Real Talk Clit Talk. Let's be honest, no matter what our gender, it's easier or dare I say automatic for us to focus on the negative aspects of our bodies rather than celebrate the parts that we're actually liking. Something us three clits have discovered along the way is that our partners find it draining when we obsess and degrade our bodies. So we're here today to disrupt this conversation and put our guys in the hot seats to hear how they really feel about women's body types. Please welcome Ethan, Silver Fox, and the Wizard. <laughs> we didn't. Pre- I did not prepare the Wizard for this episode at all, so I have no idea what's going to come out of his mouth. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Silver Fox didn't even know this was happening until I, like ten minutes ago. <laughs> not true. He fully prepared for the other two. Just not this. Not one. this yeah. one. <laughs> and obviously, Ethan is prepared because Katie is his wife. <laughs> he got a Google spreadsheet a month ago. <laughs> no, I told you what we were doing. I mean, I knew I was going to be on. That's about it. <laughs> we oh, kind of did that on purpose because we want real. We want saying. real, authentic answers. Okay, so guys. Should we just dive right in? Yes. I want to know authentically, what makes you attracted to people? I think that's an interesting question and one that I have been trying to explore myself. And I think it's something that has constantly evolved over as I've gotten older. I've thought about this and thought about it over and over again. And I'm really kind of exploring what that means for me right now. Because it's not always... It's certainly something that changes minute to minute and year by year. Um, I definitely think uh, the connection, it's so funny. We were talking about before we started recording demisexual as being people who are only attracted to someone who they have a real connection with. (laughs) 
that, <laughs> yes. I mean, that that's real, I, sh- I think, in the sense that, yeah, I'm only attracted if I've got a real connection and like there's a there's a feeling behind it as well. Um, but also, I don't think it's necessarily a physical thing, which is kind of a weird thought for me because I definitely was very uh, physical and uh, I think shallow when I was younger. So it's interesting to think about it as not being uh, like a physical thing. It's really an emotional thing that I'm attracted to now. Um, yeah, which I think is also a good thing as we get older because when we're like 80, uh, <laughs> we'll still be attracted to you. Um, for me, this is Silver Fox. Um, it's authenticity. It's, uh, it's somebody who's comfortable in their own skin. When somebody's in their head and judging themselves, I can see it and it's not very attractive. Um, so it's, it's um, eye contact in a way where it's coming from somebody who knows himself. That's very attractive, which, it, which is confidence to me. Um, and initially for me, it's eyes and, and smile. Smile is important, I think. Mm. Your turn, Ryan. <laughs> so um, I've actually given this a lot of thought over the years. Um, for me, in terms of the physical, uh, there's a broad range that exists where if somebody's in that range, whatever I'm physically attracted to, after that, it kind of doesn't matter around the physical uh, part of things. It's entirely about their personal self-confidence and their the way they show up like energetically in the space, um, their ability to laugh at themselves, their sense of humor, their... Uh, their banter, their joy, you know, it's, I, we talk about like real con- connection with someone. I just want like that extra thing where somebody is just owning who they are and willing to have humor and fun and joy around it. Mm-hmm. Um, once you meet that, whatever that physical requirement, which I can't even articulate, it's some, it's not something I can describe. It's just once you're there, then the rest of it is all that psychological, emotional stuff. Once you meet your meet your minimum requirement for sexiness, <laughs> I think you far exceed it, Mrs. Okay, uh, that's great. So I want to just take a temperature room. Is there? So if you think about the different phases, right? Of since we've been alive, right? The '80s was all about everything's big, and then the '90s was like heroin chic and super skinny, and then then it was like the Kardashians, right? So is there a body type that you prefer? And has it changed over time for you? It's athletic for me. Silver Fox uh, hasn't changed. And I'm just going to like add in there, like we're Polly, right? For, for those of you who haven't been listening to Clit Talk for that long. Wait, Sugar, are you kidding me? I feel like I don't even know you. I know, right? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? So what I noticed is all the women Austin are attracted to are all different shapes and sizes, could be all different ethnicities. Could be all different astrological signs, you know? So I hear what you're saying in terms of like athletic and what I've witnessed for you in our in our community when you're engaging with people is like, there's not one look. It looks so many different ways. I would also say uh, I'm kind of all over the place as well in terms of body type. But uh, I think that in terms of um, weight... Specifically, I like somebody who's like not super skinny and not 
super fat. It's like sort of in that like <laughs> middle ground. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Oh my God. Um, yeah. yeah. Like I think, I think athletic is a good word, Austin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, want not, someone I'm, to be I'm super, super skinny. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't really do it for me. For me, um, my attraction was honestly built on, uh, if I can be honest, the uh, my dad's porn collection from the uh, the seventies. So, um, <laughs> is that I, why you want more bush? Yeah. So I like <laughs> women with some bush. I like women with curves. I like women with you know both muscle and some some like mm, grabability. Like I can't I can't help it. It's built mm-hmm. on what I grew up with as my sexual material, which was nineteen seventies porn. So you want the like the bush to like grow down the legs? No, 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 not jungle bush. Trimmed bush, trimmed bush, not jungle bush. It's too much. Ethan's like the exact opposite. (laughs) Yeah, but but he won't he won't let me grow anything out. I lasered myself years ago. So I grew up in a preschool, and all I saw when I was a kid was like uh, two to four year olds naked running around in my backyard. So bald means little child to me. So can't do it. Just yeah. So, but I have the same reasoning for why I like the hairless thing because I grew up with 90s porn and everybody had fake tits <laughs> and no hair. Well, right, fair enough. Strips, landing strips. And I, and I just want to say for the record, Ryan does request a 70s bush, but we've had to compromise on that one because I refuse. <laughs> just so everyone knows, I do not have a 70s bush. Thank you for clarifying. Actually, it's delightful. It's nicely trimmed. <laughs> What are those things called that are like a wigs wigs for your muff? Like Merkin. Merkin. What? The Merkin. I love that my what husband knew what that was. What is a Merkin? It is a toupee for your vagina. No fucking way. Yeah, this is not a real thing. You need one if this is like his thing. Like you guys could have like no, you know no. you know how some She's couples great. like put on she wigs need, and go to the bar nothing. and meet their like their you know they play role playing. You guys could do that, but with a Merkin. So you just like what do you do? You like glue it on. No, it's like a it's like a hair piece for your bad. But hair. how does it stay on? I don't know. Your I, vagina I is not like your head. It's not like gravity is going to help it stay on. Gravity is going to help it slide off. I'm going to look it up. It seems All like I know it's is one that of those when we're like, done recording this episode. I want to yeah. make. What do you do? Just glue it on your ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you feel about body shame? Heavy question. I know, heavy question. And this, I feel, I'm not going to elaborate because I feel like this could go many directions. I'm just going to leave it there. How do you feel about body shame? You mean when we witness somebody shaming themselves? Maybe. Uh, How do you interpret the it. question? You can't stand, can't it. stand it. I, I would say, uh, I'll, I'll start with, this is Ethan. Um, I recently posted a meme that was a, was a workout meme of this guy who's out of shape and in the first picture, he's completely out of shape. He's like, man, I look like shit. And then the second photo, he's like a little bit trimmer. He says, I'm, I'm starting to look pretty good. And then he's totally ripped in the last photo. And he goes, I look like shit. <laughs> and I totally relate to that. Me because too. <laughs> I'm in the best shape of my life. And I can see every ounce of fat on my body that I've got going on. And it's the least I've ever had. So I totally relate to body shaming. And also, I don't understand why someone would do that to someone else because we all do it to ourselves enough. Yeah. Compassion. It's a, it's a it's a moving threshold. I feel like a lot of people get wrapped up in when you work out. Is you once you get to it's like that concept where you do ninety percent of the work and the last ten percent 
takes like 90% of the effort. Yeah. Um, and then once we're in that last 10%, we put this bar that's unreachable. So we end up in the cycle of self-shaming, which keeps us, I don't know, in this challenge loop. Um, that said, observing other people go through it, uh, and I get that it's a human condition, but when somebody, when my partner verbalizes it and like shames themselves, it's, it's, it cuts to my soul. Like that's just what it is. It hurts my fucking soul. Sorry mm-hmm. for the language. Hurts my soul. You, this is clip talk. You can say anything. Um, I, the last thing I want to hear and see from my partner is that type of insecurity. Mm-hmm. When, they're, when they're comfortable in themselves, it is the hottest thing in the world. Yeah. And, and I would say also, like I've noticed that with Katie, she tends to comment on her body a lot more than I even notice it. Um, than you, than mm-hmm. you think about than it. Than I even think about it. She'll, she'll say, do I look fat? And I'll like, no, you look exactly the same as you did yesterday. Why are you asking this? Again? <laughs> I, I don't do it as much as I used to, though, right? No, but I, I, I mean, I recognize it, and it's something that um, I think is normal. Everybody does it with themselves. It's part of like you know looking in a mirror and trying to figure out who you are by you know reflections that you pick up, um, but. I also think there's an unhealthy thing that that comes out for particularly for women, um, and it's a cultural thing. It's not great. Yeah, I, I think it, it's like attention seeking behavior. I mean, for me, it's like I would do it all the time, and it's really putting your for putting you even like in an uncomfortable position because you're setting up to fail. Do I look fat? Like I'm having my own internal conversation, and then what that kind of is like looking from the outside in is I'm just putting it on my partner to validate like what I'm thinking. And he's just not going to do that. And then it creates this like really weird dynamic of um, like cyclical insecurity around my body. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked a lot on it. I actually don't really say it that much anymore. Yeah. I mean, I think it could be attention-seeking behavior. I think also, like, sometimes someone really is uncomfortable in their skin. There could be a medical condition involved. And they, and they like, I know for me, like, I'm, I'm hypothyro- I have a hypothyroidism condition. And so I can, like, eat carrots for a month and work out. And, like, my body doesn't reflect the way I'm treating it, which is really frustrating. And I just feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that there's also that out there. Like, yes, maybe sometimes I'm like, do I look, maybe sometimes I want to know if I look good. But then also with us, he's really good at like fashion, like knowing what he likes yeah. on me. And so I'll ask him, does this look flattering? Mm-hmm. And I think that's mm-hmm. different than like, does this look flattering? Like, does this accentuate? Like the other day I had this baggy dress on. He was like, I'm not feeling that. It didn't upset me at all because I asked him. And then I put on a different dress that was more form hugging and showed my legs. And he said, you know, your legs are one of your best features. So when you wear a shorter dress, it really accentuates that. And that was really productive feedback for me. I was like, oh, cool. Now I want to buy more dresses that show my legs <laughs> and, and my, and my nice. breasts. That's, that's what he likes. <laughs> nice, Ryan. Oh, nice wizard. <laughs> yeah, I, I think generally that's, there's some nuance that's been kind of discovered in, um, fashion lately that does those specific things where mm-hmm. they tend to be for people who are, you know, a certain shape versus another shape. Even like makeup tutorials online, people are talking about contouring. 
like, oh, I'm worried about this feature. I can just contour around it and make it seem like you have a nose job. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, okay. So we want to do some rapid fire about some hot topics that we get from our listeners a lot. And we just want your first thoughts. Okay. Height. Doesn't matter. Not taller than me in heels or not much taller than me. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with uh, Ethan on that. Um, <laughs> if you're taller than me, that's wow. Um, that's a lot. The wizard is six foot four. So, so someone's <laughs> taller than him. Have you ever dated someone taller than you? No. Okay, that would be impressive. <laughs> I've only met, I've only met yeah, one is. woman that was taller than me. So, <laughs> you know. So good. That's so good. Face. Okay. Cellulite. I love that Katie doesn't have it. And also, it's a reality, you know? So... I have some. I don't notice it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, I feel you. He doesn't even notice it. (laughs) I feel you, Katie. Honestly, cellulite doesn't matter at all in the bedroom. Um, So by the time we get to the point where you're paying attention to it, you're not paying attention to it. So who cares? That's a really good point. It used to matter, I think, when I was 20, but it it doesn't anymore. Because I'm more, you know, I'm more interested in the energy and the the face, and you know, it's, it's the lower half isn't, yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Also, like you can be skinny and have cellulite, or yeah. athletic and have mm-hmm. cellulite. Cellulite is just sort of a reality of just being a human being. And so I don't know. I just don't pay attention. I don't care. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of. Do I have? Cellulite? I, I have cellulite no. on the on the top of my. I'm like I'm a curvier girl, but I just I don't have cellulite. Like it's just not. I think mm-hmm. it's a genetic thing. I feel like there's just like a scale of cellulite, but everybody has cellulite yeah, if you have fat because it's fat, right? right. right? So um, squished together. So if you push your body together, you'll create cellulite. So I think it's just like apparent cellulite versus like not apparent cellulite. Mm-hmm. And I'll say like, I'm on the smaller side. I've been athletic my whole life, a little bit smaller because of the uh, no longer doing resistance training and boxing and all that and trying to be a fitness person. And I have, um, when I lost a ton of muscle, I have a little cellulite on like the top of my legs and a little bit under my butt. And I only notice it when the sun is blinding, like blasting on me. But I'm like, who the fuck cares? Anybody who has a problem with like my little shadows, like can fuck off. You know what I mean? Basically. (laughs) Basically. All right. Bellies. What about bellies specifically? This is rapid fire. First thoughts. They're nice. (laughs) Doesn't really matter. Well, I think I think a lot of women are are expected to have like washboard abs. So even if they have like a little softness, they're insecure about it. No, softness know? is good. You want softness. You don't want softness hard. is good. You want yeah. You want softness. I like both. Doesn't matter. I mean, I don't. I I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm not attracted to like six packs on girls. I prefer a little bit softer. One of the um, things that I that um, sugar you posted recently was that the the bump that comes out of like all women's lower body uh, abdomen is actually their uterus. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're trying to like that. get rid of our uterus. <laughs> Fucked up is yeah, that? Like it's not going anywhere. Then how come some women don't have it? Well, they they're do. Affecting they just their take a photo on Instagram where they suck in for a second. <laughs> well, there's that, <laughs> but there's also in the fitness community. There's an issue with women's menstruation cycles. When you get to a certain level and you're cutting body fat and you get to certain BMI, you can absolutely alter your your menstrual cycle and thus affect that area. So 
Oh, wow. You don't really want, as a female, you don't really want to go for that. You know, you want to have the natural curve in your lower belly. Do you know what I mean? And then of course there's uh, the right poses and angles and photos, but <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think everybody has one, you know? All right. Pussies. They're awesome. <laughs> like, 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 like some, I think a lot of girls like, you know, derogatory, like there's been derogatory things said about it. Like, beef curtains, the way that they look or the way that they smell, like, like let's, but let's get real about how men really feel about pussies. Like all the different shapes, sizes, and 21 Baskin Robbins flavors. Uh, like them when they're wet. There's definitely, there, there's definitely times where I haven't enjoyed the smell of certain ones. So that's important, but I'm sensitive to smell. So. I think I'd, I think that that's a normal thing, by the way, the sensitive to smell thing. I think as I've gotten older, though, I kind of associate some of that like smell with like, hey, I'm about to get laid. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. If I, if I, because I'm, you know, whatever the fuck you want to call me, pansexual, bisexual, whatever is sexual. Are you demi? Yeah, definitely not. I mean, in a way, can you be poly demi? Like, I wonder. Um, oh my God. But uh, gone down on a lot of women in my heyday since the age of, you know, like four years old. Oh. <laughs> oh my and God. as an Shit. adult though as like someone who you know went through the the phases of getting like every std in college and learning about sexual health i kind of have a rule of thumb now like especially in play settings that i'll just kind of like go down in that area and just kiss and be loving and if there's a slight odor it's just a no for me because what that indicates is a ph imbalance of bacteria which is completely normal i just don't really want that extra bacteria in me if you feel me so I've just sort of made it a rule of thumb, like no judgment. It's an indication of the pH balance. And that's that's where I found no pussy shaming, no vocalizing that there's shit you can get for that. Like boric acid, Lindsay Harper taught me about it, saved my life. Uh, yeah, for me, um, wizard here, uh, for me, the scent is the only the only major uh, issue I run across. And actually for something very similar, Sugar, because um, my tonsils are large and I actually respond like with my throat response mm-hmm. very quickly to bacterial imbalance. Oh my God, me too. The smell is an indicator of me getting a throat infection. Mm. Um, and oh so God. that's a very immediate visceral response. <laughs> but beyond that, beyond that, that imbalance, I've been with all shapes and sizes and it is fucking irrelevant. It's mm-hmm. just irrelevant. Like the only thing that I need to figure out is how do I please this beautiful person? Mm. I would also... Um, I would also say uh, just generally with the smell thing, just cleanliness. I personally prefer uh, going down right after a shower. (laughs) There's nothing like, you know, everybody's clean. That's great. I think it's a really good way to start playing. You also have pussy wipes that like balance your pH. That said, Ethan, I used to be that way when I was in college. Let me respond really quick. It's not as necessary as the smell that is the difference of actual vaginal health, which is what Sugar was pointing to regarding the boric acid tablets. Like a, a, a filthy camping pussy for like seven days, if it's, if it's good vaginal health, is more delightful than a freshly showered, unbalanced like pH vagina. I'm sure that's down. true. I was speaking more, I think gl- like more globally, just generally, I prefer... Straight out the, the entire body, including the vagina, to be yeah. very recently washed yeah. before. Like clean turns. You're talking about yeah, like, yeah, it's like yeah. And I, 
Yeah, no, I feel yeah. that so I like hard though. Hummus. Like when I I really enjoy getting clean and then getting dirty. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm clean now. Time to I get like, dirty. <laughs> I like to be clean, but I kind of like the smell of sweaty balls. I gotta be honest. Ooh, I literally like if I smell stank balls on any guy, I'm like, yeah, tomorrow. Not, not like stank, just like you know, a little. You love yeah. it. I gotta say, you're like you had a 20 like hour day. Give me balls. your balls, baby. Give me those balls. Stinky balls and stinky oh pussies God. smell the same to me. They really do. Whose balls are you smelling? My balls. I have them. Katie, whose balls are you smelling? Excellent, excellent. Oh Great job. God. Okay, so now we're, we've talked a little bit about this, but. I think a lot of times women, if they are feeling like insecure about their bodies, they'll wear like baggy clothes to kind of hide their bodies. I've noticed. I feel like I've done that in the past. How do you feel about women wearing baggy clothes? I I, I think it all it comes down to how they feel about themselves because mm. that's what you're picking up on. Uh, if there's somebody's really happy, it doesn't matter what they're wearing. Oh, you can learn to dress to your body type too. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, anyone can dress to complement their body type. It's, it's, I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's not hard, but I, I don't think it is. Like you can absolutely learn what you look best in and wear that complimentary stuff and talk to your friends. Yeah. I also think that there's some weird, uh, just general thing with the clothing that if you're wearing something baggy and you're overweight, it kind of tends to accentuate that you're overweight. Whereas yeah. if you wear something slimming and you're skinny, it kind of over accentuates your skinniness. Mm. Uh, So I think there is a thing where baggy clothing kind of looks really good on certain bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Skinnier Mm -hmm. people or certain or skinnier parts of your body or whatever. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to like focus another part of your body or something. Yeah. 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 Like Lindsay's dress she talked about, it was was basically a sack. Took everything away from all of her curves <laughs> and all of the like slim delightful legs. But it, it was, was, sm- a, was sack. a sack that smelled good though. It wasn't like a sweaty stank. I sack. love wearing stuff like that. I'm burning it after this. <laughs> nice. Okay. Give it to me. Um, so I hate Katie's I mom jeans. Hate them. He mom hates my jeans are such a I thing. What aisle is that in at Banana Republic? <laughs> All right. One thing I want to say, I want to bring in about like, you know, just the younger generations listening to this, the young millennials and the Gen Zers, like just standing for that, like gender non-conforming look. It's super fashionable these days for women to wear men's clothes or men like clothes. My, my sister, I've shared this a couple of times. She literally wears boy clothes most of the time. It's what she rocks. She looks so fucking good in it. Um, and like sometimes it's also her body type. Yeah. yeah. But like when she puts on like a really pretty, like kind of fitted or flowy fitted dress, like she looks also amazing. And so shit, like for her, it's like what I feel like wearing, you know? And I think sometimes as women, there's a little bit of an expectation to like dress feminine, right? Oh, dress feminine. Like, the fuck does that mean? If I want to wear boxers and a men's button up shirt and say fuck it and cook some scrambled eggs in the morning, what's wrong with that? That's hot. Which she did last week. I did do that. <laughs> I think um, really what we want is you to not have pockets. I mean, come on. Pockets. 
Nope. He's joking because women's clothes, like, we, I like never have pockets. I'm like, can you put this in your pocket? I'm always they're so actually, they're like, when they're I find an outfit with pockets. The, the jeans are actually like made, like women's jeans are made the same as men's with the huge pockets. And then they sew them to like a quarter of the size so that you can only fit your fingertips in them. It's Insane. Yeah, yeah totally. It's insane. Because we don't really want to put anything in our pockets. So no, because it's jeans. all yeah, exactly. All right. Think, so Ethan. Oh. Well, can I put, can I just, oh, yeah. just say one thing? Like, I think it's really funny that we've started this conversation asking what, what we were attracted to, and we've kind of gone down to like the more superficial things where I think all three of us all said when we started this that superficial things didn't really matter. Like if you're confident, you can rock whatever Liars. the fuck that you... Speak no, seriously, like, if you are, like, if, you're, if your body type is, like, super skinny, if you're, like, the hottest girl on the planet and your body type is, like, the best body type and you're not confident, you're ugly. You are you're not ugly. attractive. And if you are, like, the fattest girl on the planet, like, the ugliest face, the horriblest acne, just the worst scenarios. Sorry. But like the worst case scenarios, but you have some confidence. It does not matter. You can fucking sell that shit all day long. All right. So Ethan, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Okay. Here. You have been with Katie going on 13 years now. Can you share a little bit about what it's been like to have Katie's body change over time from the 23-year-old and on rollerblades at the warp Tour that you told me about <laughs> to marriage and through pregnancy and back? Well, um, yeah, Katie's always been very fit and in shape and um, she's always been skinny. When I think the, the biggest change was when she got pregnant. Um, well, first of all, she has, has always had the best boobs on the planet. And she when she got boobs. pregnant, they became... That is one of the first things you told me about her. <laughs> yeah. They, when, when she got pregnant, there I actually have a picture of her with like double D, gigantic, look like fake tits, uh, straight up. And, uh, you know, they have um, lost a little bit of their... Um, volume. Volume? <laughs> volume. I think, I think they've lost a little bit of their... Uh, their perkiness too, but we're also in our late thirties now, but she looks as good as ever. And she's every bit as attractive. And actually I think, and this is not just bullshit, like really more attractive now because she's so much more confident in her sexuality and so much more confident in, um, who she is in the bedroom. Whereas when we first got together, it was 100% about pleasing me, which as nice as that is for like a day, does not make a long-term relationship mm. uh, attractive. So I think, um, I don't know, does that answer the question? Beautiful. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then I just have one last question for all of you. That's great, Ethan. And I love that. And And... Because I think sometimes when people go to marriage, like you're going to fuck the same person forever. And it's really refreshing to hear for you, she's actually more beautiful because of who she Mm -hmm. is. And I know that you guys have been saying that, but I do think it's really authentic from all of you. And I think that that's wonderful for the listeners to hear because I think as women, we really, we have this altered version of what we think men are thinking. Like Ethan, you Mm -hmm. pointed to it. It's like, 
whenever we ask, you're like, I wasn't even thinking about that. And it's like, you know, we think people are judging us, but like, you know, it's so cliche. Beauty comes from the inside, but it really is true. Like there's, there's this aura about you when you love yourself, no matter what mm. you look like, like making peace with your physical, your spiritual, your mental, your emotional state. And, and that exudes outside of you. And I think that that's like one of the biggest takeaways that mm-hmm. I've gotten from mm-hmm. this from you guys. Um, so I want to, I want to ask you all one more question. If you could empower women around self-love and their confidence, what would you say? I would say do what feels good. Um, do what feels good and stop asking people for, you know, like you don't need to ask men what looks good on you. Just do what, where, what makes you feel good. Um, because I think when, when you start to doubt yourself, it gets exhausting and we can sense it. So when we look for people to be in a relationship with, um, you know, it's somebody who's, who's looking to make themselves feel good. Yeah. I mean, to, to, uh, to add to that, you know, in, in, in terms of the relationship and marriage and whatever that looks like, you want your partner, like all I want for my partner is for her to be fulfilled and happy in her own skin. And if I can contribute to that, that's great if I, but the last thing I want is to hear her like ripping herself apart or, or worrying about stuff that I don't even think about because she's beautiful. That's why I'm with her. You know, I mean, she's beautiful in heart, mind, soul, body, all of it. So when, when she starts tearing herself apart in, in front of me, it like, it just rips my soul open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would also say, um, I think just generally, this seem, this whole conversation seems very directed at women. So let me just pull it back around to everybody and just say, like, I think it is the human condition for us to always be thinking about ourselves and how we're coming off. And um, it's just, we're, we're always wanting to know, did, did I do it right? Or, or, am I okay? Is, is this how it's supposed to be? Did I look good? Did, you know, all these things are normal thought processes. I think as you get older and more mature, they become less important. Um, and you can just be yourself. But I think that there's always an undercurrent of that. It's part of being human. And knowing that is powerful because you can um, decide to not listen to that voice, give up on that voice, and just try to be who you are. Be confident in, you know... I work in music business and I always want to look cool, but there's this thing, which is that I'm just not cool. I'd much rather just wear comfortable clothes. I don't want to spend an hour getting ready in the morning and doing my hair to be perfect. I just want to like have a pretty easy going life around my clothing maintenance, my hair maintenance, everything. And so Mm. I just, you know, at this point I don't care anymore. I'm not doing the things I used to do to try to impress other people because I am who I am. I'm not going to change at this point in my life. And, you know, owning that is the closest thing to changing that I can do. And that's mm. confidence. Um, and is there anything that anyone wants to add to this conversation? Yeah, I'm just excited to like not go to the gym anymore and not do squats, not do any <laughs> ab workouts. I'm so stoked. My week is cleared. Well, I think it's important to recognize that you're not doing those things for other people. Absolutely. It's got to be the context has to be health and well-being. Like what is serving your greatest health and well-being to do it to look good is just so inauthentic. Take care of yourself. Yeah. 
Well, and I'm sure I'm sure you as men have that same thing. Is there any is there anything around your bodies that you that you what 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 should the women know about that the like what's the secret behind the men's veil about your guys' bodies that we mm. don't know? Mm. We hate our guts. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. Oh my god. It, yeah. Love handles and guts is like our gu- biggest insecurities. Yeah. It's 100%. frustrating that uh, at a certain age it doesn't come off as easily. So I I get frustrated when my clothes don't just don't fit the same. Um, mm. Yeah, it's not really when I'm naked. It's more like when I put my clothes on, I'm like, these jeans don't fit the same or this doesn't fit the same. <laughs> yeah. You can yeah. feel it. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. Guys, they're just like us. Pretty much. They're just yeah, like they us. They don't have muffin tops. Real. They don't well, like us. So do you well, guys just not say anything about it? You just keep it inside in your head? Yep. Of course. Bullshit. We're like, not going to share that with our partner. Gonna... We want to show up as like confident and masculine and mm-hmm. in charge and manly for our partner so that the girls are like all I mean, look, when Ooh. you're Polly and you start going to play huh. parties and it's basically like whose dick is bigger and who has the best six pack, I imagine that must be somewhat confronting. In a room full of... Is that what it not, is? I don't well, think I know. That's the next episode right now is you girls answering the same questions you made us answer because <laughs> Madison just said, whose dick is bigger? We're that's not... actually we not a thing. actually think it's about that, but you, you know, apparently... No, 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 no. I actually I'm thinking like more metaphorically, like when a bunch of men are in the room naked together, right, in play settings, like stuff must come up. And in the past, I mean... Yep. Yeah, it's different up. now than in the beginning. Right, like right. exactly. You've you've been in the scene for a while. Right. You're evolved as fuck. We know you're poly MVP right <laughs> but, here. Poly but MVP. But in the beginning, Madison, there's there was a sugar. There's nothing. There's nothing we can do about like dick size. So we tend to not think about it. Like if you're just happy in your skin around that, like there's literally zero control of that specific thing. Yeah, we can control. Our six pack and I mean, I'm speaking else. more to that. I'm speaking more about. to like your what you said about muffin tops and guts, and like when you're in a room full of naked men and half the guys have six packs and half the guys have muffin tops. Like what that experience must be like? Because I know as a female and naked in front of other females, I don't care what shape or size I am. I'm part of that humanity is going to be want to go into comparing, and then the the. The evolved self says, okay, no, there's no separation. No need to compare. Everyone's unique beauty is their own. But I mean, when was the last time you were in a room full of super hot, sexy, naked people? And, you know, it's like just what comes up. Is it, you know, just being like acceptance or shame or judgment? I mean, I mean, sugar, to be honest, most people probably are not regularly in a room full of sexy people. <laughs> <Getting me. laughs> Besides naked. you. <laughs> naked, I mean, naked sexy people. Most well, people can't relate to that. Never mind. <laughs> Hang on never one mind. second. For the male experience, the locker room. Let's just yeah, call it that. The locker, yeah. the gym, the locker room. Everybody, 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 everybody can have an uh, an experience of of seeing other in the locker room, other naked individuals of the same sex. And in that scenario, at least for me, and I can't speak to all men, but for me, when I see an ideal, it's something that I like, I would like to be that rather than I would like to strive for that rather than make it an insecurity process where I like, I wish I was mm. that. Mm. And then when I see something that's, that's not what I want to be, I'm like, well, I'm proud of that person for coming into the gym or whatever they're doing to like, to yeah. better themselves and also, I find gratitude, and that I'm 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 not at that level. But it's not a comparison yeah. of like, 
of not that quite the comparison is more just challenges to, yeah. to better. Great myself. analogy. That was, mm-hmm. that was a great analogy. Yeah. Sugar. So what do you do when you're naked in a room? <laughs> I mean, look, like, I mean, oh, I've, I know oh, what I do. I mean, the, in the past, I mean, I think, you know, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, start sucking and fucking. Well, <laughs> sucking and fuck. Wait, can I tell you guys a joke and then we're going to wrap it up? So I heard this joke. My sister told me this. She was like this, this like, it's like a TikTok of this older man. He's like in his fifties. He goes, I'm just over this Netflix and chill shit. He goes, we're getting Popeyes and we're fucking, we're chicken and dicking. <laughs> Oh, Popeyes and chicken and dicking. We are. We're getting Popeyes and we're fucking. We're gonna be chicken and dicking. I was like, I love that. <laughs> my nieces did not find it funny at all. Me and my sister found it hilarious. That was hilarious. like generational gap. Um. Anyways, Cox, Cox talks. These are always some of our most popular episodes. Thank you so much for letting us put you in the hot seat tonight unprepared. You didn't know what questions we were going to ask. And um, we really just thank you for your authenticity and for being here and for really, you know, I think opening a, an authentic passageway for women to really know what men are thinking. And I hope that this episode made a difference for a lot of people um, listening and just, you know, Ethan, Silver Fox and Wizard. We thank you guys so much for coming on. You were amazing. Yeah, thank you for coming every time. <laughs> and with that, Clarati, we're going to see you next Tuesday. Okay. If you liked this and are curious about our Clit Talk curriculum, we have a wait list for our upcoming free workshops and our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass in 2022. Nothing like starting the new year guided by pleasure. Sign up for the wait list to come tap into your pussy sanctuary with Katie, myself, Sugar, and Lindsay at www.clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist. That's clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist.